the name of God, the Holy Trinity, amen. Looking out into the congregation today, I'm guessing that none of us was the winner who won the billion dollar lottery jackpot on Friday night. I just got back from Europe on Thursday, and even before I got to the airport in um, Toulouse in France, people were already starting to talk there about this billion dollar lotto. And the conversations would change. They'd change the topics into things like, well, what would I do? Where, where would I live if I actually won? Who would I be? What would I want for my life? Interesting because it coincides well with today's readings. So much of our life, we're taught that if we work hard, if we study hard, if we take care of ourselves, maintain our health, get married, have 2.5 children, buy a house with a white picket fence, save for retirement, plan out our later years that every single thing will work out and our lives will be perfect, right? There's a running thread to so much of our lives culturally here in the United States that if we play the game correctly, the end result will be security, will be steadiness, will have all that we need, and we've guaranteed ourselves some kind of assurance that things will always stay the same and everything will be awesome. At some time in our lives, we, we actually thought this, right? Yes, we have. But at some point, we've seen it proven wrong in some way or another. Life changes, sometimes for the good, but sometimes not. And what a better way to teach this concept than when Jesus shares this parable with us. The rich man wants more barns, more possessions. He's needing more land, more resources, more abundance than he already has because he looks at his constant accumulation of wealth as the secret to life, the secret to inner peace, the secret to love. But this parable, in this parable, the man's life is being summoned by God. All of those hopes and dreams will end because, as the parable tells us, life for the rich man is going to end this very night. All of that labor for accumulating wealth, all of that constant ambition for more, 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 what's it going to bring you, huh? What's it going to bring you? The moral of the story is you can't take it with you. No. You can't. But Jesus doesn't leave his audience with this fact in some kind of depressive or down-and-out moment. Jesus is not being a downer here. No. Jesus is giving his audience a way out, a new way. He shines a moment of grace upon what we hear today. Don't store up treasures for yourselves, but instead be rich towards God. Be rich towards God. Live your life for God's purposes in the world. Order your life. 
your behavior, your possessions, your wealth. Order it in such a way that everything that you do, everything that you have done in your life glorifies God and makes you rich towards God. So fitting for us when we are asking all these questions about winning this billion dollar lotto. So fitting for us when we start hearing news that there are some reports, there's talk now on all the networks about maybe a recession coming at some time soon. It's so appropriate when our response to the challenges of our world, when we start witnessing the things out in our world, the poverty in our communities and the injustices because of race or status or gender or sexual orientation, when our responses to these challenges, kind of our gut responses are to blame someone, to express disdain towards a leader or another group of people, or we get outraged just to be outraged, or we well up with fear. And those are our gut responses. When our responses to these challenges of these evils or these disparities that we see in our world, when our gut responses in our words and our actions don't contain any love. When our words and actions don't contain any love, the words and these actions lead us away from God. Because the words and actions that we use and when words and actions contain love, that's vital. It's vital because words and actions that contain love draw us closer to God. As the people of God, we have to cultivate love. We are people who cultivate love. We have to order everything that we have and orient it towards love so that we become rich people not in the cultural sense of being rich, but so that we can be rich with love, so that we can be rich with blessing, we can be rich with healing and transformation and offer whatever we have to further God's purposes in the world, to be rich for God. Many years ago, I witnessed a very powerful example of how being rich is oh so very different than being rich for God. I was notified one time about the deaths of two people in the same week, people in our vicinity, in our neighborhood. One was a person who had it all, a huge home, one of the largest in the city, a prominent place in society, a large family with children and grandchildren, a major benefactor of many organizations, a force to be reckoned with, someone who held great power. This person had every material comfort in life that money could buy, literally anything that money could buy. When the time came to have a memorial, there was a public notice in the newspaper. That notice ran twice. No expense was spared on the most lavish reception imaginable. The family ordered up the finest of it all. The doors of Trinity opened. The service began. 35 people came. Contrast this with another person. Someone who had very little when it came to material wealth. 
Someone who did not have a home, someone who didn't have any prestige, someone who hadn't had any good sense of health for a long time, no connections to biological family to speak of, someone that did not have the things in life that we all consider vital and necessary. This person did not always have adequate access to basic needs of food, clothing, and shelter. This person had very little with regards to any kind of material wealth. But this person had love. This person had talent. This person offered every possible gift and talent and presence and prayer that could be offered into the world. This person knew people all over the valley, had friendships with many different people from many different backgrounds. And this person allowed the vulnerability of weakness of illness, of decline, to be seen by all these friends. Even when this person died, sadly, people didn't find out. No one really knew until a few days later. When the time came to have a memorial, there was no public notice paid for in the paper, but the notice did run on Facebook in the church bulletin spread news through the word of mouth of friends and others. And the people of Trinity did a great job putting on a nice and nurturing reception out of love and respect, but not necessarily any plans for anything lavish. The doors of Trinity opened. The service began. 235 people came. What was it that made one person rich and the other person rich towards God? Truth is, God only knows. But the kingdom of heaven showed us at Trinity very directly which type of wealth at the end of the day really matters. When we orient our lives to the purposes of God, blessings pour out upon our world. Sometimes we don't see them. Sometimes we don't even know that we're doing it. But the blessings are there. When we dream big dreams for our world together, we owe it to ourselves to ask how it fits into the purposes of God as we know them to be. How does our work, how does our life, how does our everyday, day-to-day -day life bless the world that we've been given? How do we love the world that we live in? How do we proclaim the peace of Jesus upon the world we live in? All of us can be rich, rich towards God. This is the good news of today's gospel. All of us can be rich in this way. And the moment we decide that we want to live in this way, to be rich towards God, we will embark on a journey of life that we never even dreamed imaginable. The cultural norms that we thought were deep truths on, they, they start taking up less importance. And our zeal for orienting our lives towards the things of God propel us into new ways to bless. We take on this charism of being blessers. We take on new things to, to engage the world, new ways to engage the world, to heal the world, to heal ourselves, to, to love in new ways, new ways to love, to love God, to love our neighbors, to love each other, to love ourselves, to love everyone.
So even though for a nanosecond, we might have just been ever so slightly disappointed that those lotto numbers didn't add up and that the wealth of our dreams didn't materialize, we don't lose heart because we're given a new lease on life today. We're given a new grace, a new encouragement to be blessers today. We're given a new way to live the rest of our days. Starting today, we are invited to get rich, to be rich, to be rich towards God.